what should we talk about today? <laughs> uh, we should talk about some Twitter shit, I feel. Oh, yeah. Well, which one? The QAnon or? <laughs> yeah. Well, that too. That just recently happened, right? I think that happened yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, I have, I'm not up to date with that, but also the whole Twitter hack thing I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I forgot, yeah, that I forgot about that. Oh, Jesus. And how did, did Donald Trump also get uh, targeted or not? Uh-uh. Why? So, well, I'm sure he was targeted, but he did not. His, his account continued to tweet crazy shit before, during, and after, and it yeah. was probably unrelated to another person. Owen, was there something else you want to talk about? Uh, oh, just the QAnon thing. Um, I feel like there's got to be something else. We can't just... Uh... Oh, yeah. OnePlus, um, TikTok getting banned in the US, maybe. What did we talk about that last week? Wait, I don't remember. I don't, you're going to have to... What's OnePlus? Oh, I they mean, announced like, that phone, like, crazy like... phone for North America and like fake AirPods. I mostly have a passing comment that is kind of funny because it's like cheap and nobody noticed that they are just doing the thing. So and uh, so we were want we wanted to say something about uh, Spotify. Oh yeah, which which thing about Spotify? In the podcast, there was something specific about that, and I thought it was interesting that the guy got hired for the podcast team at Apple. Oh yeah, the guy that worked at um, Pocket Casts is now working at Apple Podcasts. Oh, interesting. I know somebody who works at Apple Podcasts too. It's like they've tripled their team to three people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Of one. Exactly, because I always felt like they had someone who it was kind of like their thing to like kind of like have it running and it being okay. So mm. not really built on it. But it seems that Apple wants to join in on the whole, you know podcast race because this is happening for real though i was listening to this other podcast and they were talking about this as well this is a dutch podcast called uh podcast over media from uh, ernstian fout and uh, alexander clipping yeah one of these companies is at least going to try to be like a mega podcast conglomerate Mm -hmm. i guess i feel like they both already are yeah, but for some reason, I always felt like with Apple, it was kind of like a free-for-all thing. And with Spotify claiming all kinds of like exclusives, that's kind of starting to change. Mm. So I've got right in front of me my Anchor dashboard, my uh, design podcast. 33% of my listeners use Apple Podcasts. 26 use Spotify, but another oh. 10 use Anchor, so that means 36. So they're pretty close to each other. And then Overcast is the next largest. And then I'm going to pull up the charged one. Just a second. Got to log in with Owen's password. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Charged has a larger listening base than my other podcast, and Charged is 48% Apple Podcasts. Wow. Wow. Apple fanboys. Overcast, 6% Pocket Casts, 3% Spotify, which I'm one of them, mm-hmm. and 33% Other. So a lot of the people that listen to us probably use those more niche podcast mm-hmm. players in the game, which there are a lot of. Yeah, like right. Castro. Mm. Also, very interesting demographic-wise, um, 51% of the charged listeners are in the United States. Mm-hmm. And who wants to guess what our second most popular country is? Netherlands or New Zealand? <laughs> Neither. What? Any other guesses? Um, the UK. India. What? what? Yeah, I surprised both of you. Yeah, 8% of our listeners are in India. So shout out to all of our Indian listeners. Wow. Hey, hello. Interesting. We could also talk about GPT-3. Oh, yeah. I'd like to know more, but also I'd like to know less. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's that's the title. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's the whole point of this show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I wish I didn't know this information. That's like the TLDR of this fucking show. Yeah, I think we've cracked the code on our slogan. <laughs> um, so I want to do the intro, but real quick because we probably won't make it in the show. I googled OnePlus while we were talking about it, uh-huh. and you know how Google has like the for some sites it breaks out like mm-hmm. categories, mm-hmm. so you can like jump right to like the help center of a website yeah. or whatever, right? Well, one of the OnePlus ones was OnePlus plus Fortnite. 
Oh. So I just clicked on it, right? They have a Fortnite phone. What? It's, it's, it's a phone for playing Fortnite at 90 frames a second. What? <laughs> just buy an iPad. And it comes with the Bangra Boogie emote, wow, this which is, is exclusive. Yeah. And it's this, like, dancing banana. Yes, I have this emote. it's so weird. And it's buff. It's a buff dancing banana. I have this emote. <laughs> it's, got, it's got 5G. It's Why got does this phone exist? <laughs> And and it comes with the one plus eight ninety frames per second victory kit with free oh bullet Lord. wireless Z. <laughs> Holy shit! I... It's twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so just in case you're like you play Fortnite on your phone, maybe this is the next one for you. The um the phone model is called the one plus eight interstellar glow version. <laughs> what wow. is happening? It's got 12 wow. gigs of RAM. Apparently, that's what something color I is it? care about. It's interstellar glow color. <laughs> it's like a bluish, tealish, shiny. The glacial one looks Does dope. it have RGB lights? Oh, I fucking get it. <laughs> I hope it also has a fan to keep it cool. I can't believe this. This is just like a landing page, really. Like, I mean, it's cool. But anyway, so let's do it. Um, I have like 46 minutes, so... Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode 143. Podcast that at tech and how it's shaping the world around us. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Grosser, and with me are... Federico Motti. Owen Williams. Hello. What's up? It's another week. It's another week. <laughs> in what happened in tech this week? <laughs> wow. That's our new jingle, please. I like it. Please, let's <laughs> retain that forever. Fred- Freddie's going to do the intro moving forward. <laughs> it's gonna be shorter. <laughs> I, like, I like Zach just came up with a new tagline for the podcast before the, before we recorded the intro. Uh, that was like, I'd like to know more about this, but I'd like to know less. And that's what I was thinking about the whole time that Freddie was saying that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been a we can, week. We can make a song. Yeah. Well, look, <laughs> we're done. That's it. <laughs> Uh, no, so, okay, look, let's talk about what happened this week. We were trying to, like, plan it before this, I was, and Freddie was like, what's, what about that Twitter thing? And I'm like, which one? <laughs> which is surprising to me that two things happened on Twitter this week. Yeah, so the first, the thing that I was referring to was actually the, the thing where a bunch of um, high-profile accounts got um, hacked on Twitter, or hacked. They got, like... Socially engineered. <laughs> Right. Was that was that it? Because like when this first happened, I assumed it was this feature that we have actually discussed before on the podcast, oh. where any Twitter employee can basically log in as another user and oh. and that way like take over their accounts. So I felt like maybe one person just got like an employee account from someone and then used that to log into all of these uh, different accounts. Now, I don't know if you can tweet that way, but like when I heard that for the first time, I thought like, oh, that's definitely what happened. So it's interesting, though, because like they tweeted some dumb shit. And I I really liked (laughs) I I really liked Owen's tweet about this, which went something like, imagine having the keys to like the biggest (laughs) Twitter accounts and then tweeting this lame ass shit. Bitcoin. (laughs) Um, We got shit. I mean, a lot of Bitcoin, like over $100,000 was transferred and um, Coinbase like paused almost $300,000 worth of transfers. I have so many yeah. feelings. <laughs> Still, I have yeah. so many. Like, okay, sure. Like, sure. Bitcoin might have so been So people right did place, actually but... throw money at that. Oh, yeah. This is the funniest thing about like the the whole thing is like the galaxy brain takes that like Bitcoin people are smarter than everybody else. And then they get scammed by the most basic of like Twitter fucking yeah. thing. So, uh, so what hap- happened is, is this was a uh, social engineering of a small number of Twitter employees. And my understanding is that at some point the attacker, cause they're not like, I mean, social engineering, I guess you could, can, like say as a form of hacking but i don't necessarily consider it a form of hacking because like you could socially engineer yourself a free pizza 
That's true. Um, it's like a classic example of social engineering. So the attacker, as they're calling it, uh, their Twitter posted is like posting like an ongoing report of like what happened. But uh, they, they ended up getting access to some internal systems uh, through social engineering, including a Slack channel. And apparently the pinned, the pinned part of a, a pinned post in the Slack channel was a password to the admin uh, dashboard. Honestly, or, or may, maybe not necessarily a password. I, I'm not sure if it says specifically password, but like access to this admin dashboard was through pinned in Slack That's... and they ended up getting access to internal tools. So they were then able to tweet from accounts and Twitter immediately Immediately, um, one hour later. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing that we know that Twitter did is they made it so they stopped all posting from verified accounts. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was the best hour of my life on Twitter. You could retweet, but you couldn't tweet. Yeah, it, I saw this tweet about it where it was just like verified accounts trying to um, communicate <laughs> through Twitter right now yeah. by retweeting things. <laughs> I was retweeting like every word. There's this account that has just tweeted every word from the Oxford Dictionary. So it was like, just retweet, help. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, that. I think the Internet of Shit Twitter account, if you know that one. Yeah. They uh, they posted like uh, every letter of the alphabet. So, <laughs> so verified could, like... people can retweet it. Yeah, I liked that. <laughs> the, this is the thing. So like, I thought it was the most beautiful thing because it was the loudest subset of users on Twitter anyway. And like just getting rid of them for an hour was like, like while this was a love holding was pretty hilarious. <laughs> I, I do I do I do think it's a creative approach to how do we stop uh, ruining pe- people's lives through our own fucking platform? Well, they clearly ne- didn't have a like a kill switch for this situation or some sort. Like they yeah, it but, took them fifteen minutes to even do that. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, how do you approach a, a crisis, basically a crisis situation like this? There should be some sort of way to like you know. Fix this. There should be there should be a playbook for stuff like this. But yeah, if there's not, so. like, then there is just probably a team somewhere thinking of things on the go, which is mm-hmm. also not to forget Twitter's biggest weakness because they. <laughs> so. Bad. And this is basically the next topic about Twitter that we should talk about. They do things years after they should have been done. <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah. fifteen minutes is really good, and also yeah. creative solutions. So. I mean, it was the weirdest hour on Twitter in years. I will say that. Honestly, I like. I thought they should have just pulled the plug. Uh, (laughs) Wait, just to describe what happened a little more for the people that weren't on Twitter. Oh yeah, we didn't actually say that. Is the compromised accounts like Joe Biden and Elon Musk and all these other like I think there were a hundred and fifty something accounts um, tweeted uh, something along the lines of. I have decided to give back to my community. All Bitcoin sent to my address below will be sent back doubled. And so people were sending them Bitcoin thinking that Elon Musk was going to, or whoever my favorite take was going on this. to reply with more Bitcoin back. And uh, apparently there were uh, Brian Krebs reported yeah. that Bitcoin wallet address shows 393 transactions worth roughly 12.9 Bitcoin. Which is about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. They deserved um, it. But my favorite take on this was the tweet that um, I knew <laughs> there was a screenshot of like Jeff Bezos's account, and it was like I knew this was fake when he said <laughs> I want to give back to my community. <laughs> I was like, burn. Um, but the thing is, um, in apparent the apparent group of uh, hackers was also a Dutch person. Oh, really? And this Dutch person. Uh, took a completely different approach to this whole thing. Hmm. What he did is he got access to Geert Wilders' Twitter oh, account. Nice. And Geert Wilders is basically the Dutch equivalent of Donald Trump, although he is like a minority part minority party. I think he's a minority mm-hmm. party, or he's like big but not Trump big. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, Loud. <laughs> and he <laughs> is he is he is very uh, loudly uh, against. Um, people from Morocco that live here in the Netherlands. So this this person turned his account into sort of like a Moroccan culture fan account. No way. 
Well, and just the word you're looking for is racist. Yeah, yeah. he is a big wow, fat is, racist. But that yeah, cr- that way that happened at the same time as this Bitcoin yep. shit. Yep. Wow, weird. So this is what I was going to say: is I f- the one of the resounding themes I've seen in people's reaction to this is that, and I was suspicious of this at first, but the Bitcoin thing was a smokescreen for something else. Um, because like, and this is also my feeling is like, if you could access, you could obtain full control of any account in the world. Why would you out yourself first of all? And second of all, why would you not go for better things? And like, the reason I say that is, um, the other thing that emerged is that whoever this attacker was actually went and downloaded people's exports from their accounts oh shit um dms and stuff right yeah so you can request your like archive and then it like emails you a zip and so they found i think it was eight accounts were requested that they didn't reveal who but none of them are verified which is interesting and that's why i'm saying like it does feel like it was a little bit of a distraction that allowed them enough time to achieve that right like twitter was scrambling to stop the public part of it when what was actually going on behind the scenes was like that because the truth is if they can tweet from those accounts then are they reading joe biden's dms i wonder what his dms look like anyway but <laughs> probably more, more boring than you would oh like. yeah i would say it's yeah. all spam but like uh, it's, of all it's the problematic accounts, right that's like, not the one that's interesting i'm sure it's so, like, imagine if D- elon musk's dms dropped like that would oh man he'd go to jail <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> but um the interesting bit there is like I think you're right because now it looks like someone someone was just fucking with like celebrities' accounts, <laughs> uh-huh, and they got money. That that was the whole thing. But actually, probably there is something else behind that. That like, it just seems not worth it to orchestrate such a big attack for a hundred thousand dollars. Like I know a hundred thousand dollars is a shit ton of money, but it's like such a big. But is it really though? Because like, if it's like a group of people, as it's assumed, like, is it then that much money? Yeah, I mean, let's say it's ten people. Like, ten thousand dollars is a meaningful amount of money for yeah. me. Yeah, and that's sure. It. But, sure, this but is what like, I've I been mean, trying to figure out is: is it worth it socially engineering Twitter just for that alone? Like, sure, that's a bonus, but it doesn't feel like it was maybe the primary goal. And I would also argue that, like, say, say, okay, say, like, they were a team of ten, and and they got ten k each. That's a meaningful amount of money. But like, how much time did they invest in this? You know, like, yeah. is it worth it? Well, so I listened to Darknet Diaries literally because of this show. It was a recommendation by one of you years ago. I think Freddie got and me onto it. I think that one of the things that comes up time and time again is it's not about the money. Yeah. A lot of hackers do it to impress other hackers. Or just for fun, because they're curious. Yeah. Or they want to get hired by these companies to do security, and they think (laughs) this is the way to do it. I don't (laughs) recommend that, but it's a theme that comes up on the show is sometimes the hacker, their motivation rarely is to make money. Yeah, sure. Sure. But it's still, it was, yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird hour. I, like, like I said, I'm not sure about that theory, but it is telling that they expect exported some accounts yeah. that that's something else crazy. was up. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, crazy. I, yeah. But like, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying that like uh, the action on like first glance looks very money motivated. Yeah. Right? Which well, it's is, easy to write it off as that, if anything. Yeah. But then if you read the details, then it's actually not that much money. And then you're the next step is wondering, like, is it about money? And like, is it even like enough money for it to be like, you know, yeah. like money focused. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. like it's easy to criticize the like because I think what I was thinking about when I tweeted like, oh, you know, imagine choosing this is like surely you like linking to your own website so that you control or like something else or like getting Elon Musk to tweet dump Tesla stock would be a more profitable venture. But like all of these are fraught with things, and I think it was largely a distraction. Um, I think what's more concerning is. I mean, there's a number of concerning things in here is that a Twitter has an internal tool that apparently could be easily accessed through Slack by random, like by a random person. <laughs> maybe, maybe we don't necessarily know the extent of the okay. social engineering and what let's, was given access to. Let's like, put it this way. They had have... access to an admin panel 
and that yeah. exists at Twitter that people at Twitter can access that allows them to reset a password on an account that has two factor enabled. Yeah, that is which is really crazy. fucked up. Yeah. Regardless of like if you reset the password, the second factor should have stayed there and it would have solved all of this. Right? Like you shouldn't be You're able to wrong. remove that layer with an admin tool. It's just crazy. Let alone that an admin tool like can do half of the things that it turned out it could do. And then the worst part was Twitter was deleting tweets of uh journalists who were tweeting about the Twitter admin panel because like they posted screenshots of what it looks like. Oh and so they God. were like removing the tweets and like suspending their account, which is just the wrong response. Maybe make your tool less bad. Yeah. It's like, we, we need to get this to go away now. What do we do? Delete. Delete tweets. I think it's the same. Uh, it brings up the same idea that the problem with misinformation in general is like um, someone tweets something false about COVID-19, right? Twitter can put up the little like the, learn more about COVID-19 thing. Twitter could delete it, mm-hmm. but that doesn't change. Like some people read it and left and don't know that it was, there's no like good way yeah. to inform correction. Yeah. You can't just like, do you push a notification to every person right. who it That's had an impression? Yeah. Like it came across their timeline. It, it's one of those things that's really complicated. And so like, in this case, it was just asking for Bitcoin, but this yeah. could have been, like, like you said, all these powerful people, like Joe Biden could have said something. Could have Joe Biden's account war. should have said something. <laughs> like Trump and, could have started the war with the tweet, right? Like, Well, he's fine doing that himself without help. Oh, yeah, I know. But why not somebody else hackery. suggesting it for him might even. But that's the thing is like. Right. Someone could have tweeted at Donald Trump. Maybe Joe Biden's DMs were sent to. Donald Trump, maybe oh, Joe Biden's account DMs, you know, like there's well, that's that's what I think concerns me about it, if anything, and like yeah, I I think we've talked about these God Mode tools before, I think if anything, it's fine that they exist at companies, but they just need better controls, and I also think as a user of a service like Twitter you should be able to see when somebody inside the company actually does something on your account, so like I went yeah. to a company that had a God mode type of tool and there was a page that would say like, oh, a Twitter employee accessed your account using an internal tool. Uh, and you could actually opt out of it as well. So it was like, I invite the company, like employees of the company can access my account for support purposes or whatever. There was like a checkbox. If you unchecked it, they couldn't even help you. And oh, wow. um, it was it was cool. I mean, they could go edit the database, but it just made it just I, made. I, the... I honestly feel that if there there is a tool like that, it should be that you have to give your actual consent to a support person yeah. to actually go into your account. Yeah, it's just a setting, and like, uh, sure, they can edit S- the database, say, but it's abstraction that makes. So you it harder. need help by them, and they are yeah. like, right? Um, can we take a look into your account, and then you have to give consent for that instead of just like. Did you ever get remote support? Like, right? Like, it's where, like, support is, like, on the phone. And they're, like, I'm going to, like, access your computer now. And, like, pops up. It's, like, would you like this person? Like, with TeamViewer or whatever. Exactly. Like, would you like this person to control your community? Like, yes. There we go. Something um, like that. And then you type into Notepad to communicate. Okay. Anyway. Because this, um, this gets messy super easy. Say you're yeah. dating someone who works at Twitter. Yep. Like, can well, you trust is, that? This is what happened to Uber. Remember, like, Uber employees were, like, stalking uh, people they liked uber accounts with their god mode like map shit uh and i think it's the same thing maybe less <laughs> dramatic because it's not location but people have a lot of stock and what's inside their twitter accounts you know like and I don't, I don't have a strong take about it but it just goes to show that like these invisible tools are another vector and they haven't thought about them yeah. that hard so just like Facebook. Facebook at oh, some point Facebook. threw them out. Um, but um, Well, let's um, talk about uh, the other Twitter thing that happened this week exactly. in that case. So it's I, a good I don't segue. understand I don't understand what happened at So I don't okay, I don't understand what led them to suddenly want to do this. But they and this only happened overnight, like I saw it went before I went to bed. But basically Twitter uh, announced that they are taking a zero tolerance policy on QAnon, which is like this insane pervasive uh, fucking conspiracy theory that won't die and this is probably the hardest stance they've ever taken on anything to be clear like this is two years too late like let's just preface it with all of this 
But I mean, there's still Nazis yeah, on Twitter. Say. You'd think that we would have gotten rid of those by ten years yeah. ago. But it is interesting because it's the first time they've said like it's not this this type of content is blanket like completely being suspended, removed, automatically like dealt with on Twitter, and it's curious that they suddenly decided to do it now. I guess it's year, election year, so but I don't know for certain. Um, and so yeah, they're just going to limit. So they said that they're going to limit the reach of QAnon content. They're going to permanently suspend accounts that tweet about it. They're banning seven thousand accounts in the last two weeks, and they'll be automatically deranking anything that's about that topic if they're not suspended, which is pretty out there for Twitter, right? Like, yeah, I like I'd- that. I clicked on the Twitter safety tweet about it, and the first reply was someone going "CC at Facebook." <laughs> oh, savage! Well, that's. And that's the truth is like Facebook doesn't do shit. And it's just very, that's, that was going to be the extent of my own take is it's very interesting that Twitter is the one that's taking a stance on content and these types of things at the moment, all of a sudden. Yeah. Are you, are you surprised? Well, I mean, they didn't do, they had, they did nothing before. And so it's just interesting that they're the one that's having a stance after all this time. And why now? That's a good question. I assume it's the election. But what has this to do with the fucking election? I just, I understand. Well, the QAnon I, thing is like a lot a of government stuff tied yeah. into it, and like it's it's a it's kind of a catch-all used to explain all sorts of weird shit. I can put the Vox explainer of it in the show notes, but I largely what I've seen in the last few weeks that I assume triggered this is like random personalities like oh like the new york state governor i think it was like doing a thing on twitter live and then drinking out of a q cup that's all dog it was the police union oh, that's right yeah sorry commissioner Wait, but this sure. is it it's all like little dog whistling like it's all very subtle and i think that's why they've decided to move on it but um I, this okay so one of the issues i have with this right so Basically, Zach said it before as well. Like, how is it that they take a stance on something like this, but Nazis are still okay? Like, well, that's just that's just like hate speech. Yeah. I mean, it's not that hard to. And why do they like they banned it in Germany? Yeah, that's true. I have a theory on this. Okay, so the ban on hate speech and the ban on Nazi accounts, they have said before in so many words, and it's been reported by different news organizations that if you put any sort of like, this qualifies as a Nazi or hate speech, yeah. and we're blocking these accounts, you immediately literally block or ban certain US Congress people Ooh, because of the content of their tweets it meets hate speech or hate group Hence, qualifications why because Twitter they literally Trump or whatever. Or there's Twitter. literally like KKK members in Congress. Wow. So that's the problem. And so that's like an existing issue. Right. And the whole defense of Twitter, not banning Donald Trump or these like hate speech, KKK Nazi politicians is that people should know that that's the case because it's up to people. To... Yeah, I think they used to say it was like newsworthy. Well, yeah, no, the whole thing is like Twitter can't hold Donald Trump accountable. If they yeah. delete his account, uh, he'll just go to a different platform. So the whole theory, I don't necessarily agree with it, but the whole theory is that if you let these people be evil so that other people could see it, hopefully someone with power will do something about it. That's the whole point. Yeah, so but then it's also theory... getting super normalized. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I don't necessarily agree with it. Also, they've, I mean, there's been studies that prove that deplatforming works. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, exactly. um, What's your theory? My theory on the QAnon is that there have been, I think I saw reporting that there's three people running for Congress right now mm-hmm. that are QAnon quote unquote members. Right. Or, or followers or whatever. Yeah, whatever I don't fuck. know. The, I don't even want to know what the yeah, right term exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. I wish so, I didn't know. It's in keeping with the tagline. This is like, if they could get ahead of Nazism, like, you yeah. know, if you ban it before they're in Congress, then they don't have to worry about, Oh shit. We have to deplatform a Congress person. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. because we want people to see it happening, they would end up just be giving a platform to it. So I think they're like, 
okay, before Q9 goes this mainstream, we do something about it now. So then the the person who's running for Congress doesn't have the platform when they are in Congress. And then we don't have to worry about it. Interesting. As like right. a retaliatory thing because. Right. Yeah. Because the thing is, I think it's good that they're doing something. Oh yeah, sure. They did. The I mean, but I also, <laughs> this also makes me wonder like, um, is it like what's next? Yeah, like what's next? Twitter maybe moderating its platform. <laughs> I hope it I, is kind of weird. That there's no mods on Twitter, is it not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that does. It is kind of funny that there's no like because Reddit has mods, right? Like you can get moderated out of a thing. But I mean, I think Twitter is in a between a rock and a hard place on that, and that the like every conservative uh, conservative person in America is convinced that they're being shadow banned on there already so uh maybe their takes are just shit and that's why it's not going well um but that's the the truth is uh, i don't know if modding would work on twitter unless they rebooted the whole platform like i'm not sure what it would look like although it would be it would be nice to like have a mod on the science waiter you know yeah at some at some point eli shift got like banned so something happens sometimes you know oh that guy is the I don't even want to go into that. Um, okay, look, that thing happened. We'll see how it plays out. Like, I'm not convinced yet. I mean, Twitter tends to say things and then just, like, not do it properly. We'll see how it plays. It's the first time I can recall them taking a stance on a broad enough topic. Yeah, exactly. And I, I wonder if this is going to be a trend. I wonder if they're going to do this on more things. And I wonder what made it happen now. Because, um, I mean, I think... Uh, Zach's argument is really uh, good, but this also kind of thinks that, or like assumes that the people at Twitter are good at decision making at yeah, the right time. Exactly. And it's, I'm I'm not completely convinced on that. Maybe maybe they've been talking about this for two years, which is why we were just like, oh, why no? Like that sounds seems weird. So. Um, I would say that I would hope that the next step here is actually de-platforming slash de-ranking slash I don't know what you want to call it of news organizations specifically that are not actually like websites. So that's one issue you see on Facebook is that uh, there was a very large argument on, on Twitter, ironically, between a Facebook guy and like a, t- it's a Twitter people about how... Um, they released the, there's these like tracking services that follow the like top 10 news sources on like Facebook every week in the US. And like it's almost always top 10 is like dominated by Fox News and like all these like insane websites uh, that I don't like Breitbart and all that shit. So what I'd, and, and they had this big fight about how like, oh, actually that's not true. And then they're like, show me the data. And then they're like, lol, no. Anyway, <laughs> classic Facebook. What I, all of this is to say is I think the next step for Twitter would be like actually, coming down harder on those kinds of sites so if people are sharing a url to one of these like known bad actors like should that be allowed right i mean that's a little bit even more difficult i think because it has implications for the web itself but i think that's the next step i was kind of hoping um you know the like the little note thing about like learn the facts about COVID 19 yeah trump started tweeting like false shit i was kind of hoping that we would get that at a larger scale so that when someone does post something like a, one of those hate blogs like Breitbart or whatever, that there would be something there mm. to be like, oh, this isn't right, you know? But Well, they um, kind of did that thing with the retweet thing where if you don't click into it, um, into the article before retweeting, it's like, hey, maybe you should read the article before retweeting this. And so I'm I'd curious. like to see a version of that that's like, hey, maybe you should retweet this, like, fake shit. (laughs) I'm curious about the retweet if you haven't read this article thing because I've never seen it. Um, And I I know that some Twitter features... It's only on iOS. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Did you know, I found out recently on iOS, if you long press a hashtag, you can block it. Fuck. It does not exist Twitter on Android. This though, like, there's random features on both platforms that don't exist on each other. It's so weird. <laughs> like, but I can I can kind of imagine 
like what Wikipedia is doing, for instance, if you're going to tweet something, like say there is a list of, of websites that are like less trusted yeah. or that are like kind of shady. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be that if you tweet a URL from a website like that, that it's like this, we're not sure about the legitimacy of this website. Right. Make sure da, 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 that you checked it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would be a start, right? <laughs> that's how Wikipedia also kind of does it, right? Oh, like right. we're not entirely sure about the content of this part or this needs editing mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say that's like flawless. And one of the big things is what Zach also said at the beginning is that say you would put a sticker on it later than when it was tweeted. Mm-hmm. Does it even matter? You know, who's going to refer, refer yeah, back to a... That's true. Although I could imagine it working. Say someone's like writing an article and using a tweet in it, in the article. Yep, that's you it. You know? Well, that's the thing. But I, yeah, I mean, I imagine these are not easy problems <laughs> regardless to like address. Um, no, if they were easy problems, they wouldn't have been problems, you know? Um. Exactly. Okay, I have 15 minutes left in this beautifully concise episode of uh charge podcast do you what would you like to talk about in that um, remaining time you want to what talk was about? the spotify thing that you wanted to talk about freddie i know that they're yeah. doing video podcasts now what i don't i don't remember the original topic but we were for some reason we were talking about how we started using spotify more and more and how mm-hmm. um yeah i'm just wondering where the hospital if I think is going to go in the future, you know, but well, I don't know if this is like a concise enough topic yet. Well, I, the TLDR on that, that I feel is it's very unknown. Like you say, they've started acquiring podcasts and shit, like kind of left, right and center. And a lot of them are exclusive. Like there's, a, I think there's a Michelle Obama one that's exclusive to Spotify now. And like the, look, this is my TLDR take is if something's exclusive to Spotify, is it a podcast even? <laughs> Uh, because the, the truth is podcasts were always supposed to be like open and available everywhere, right? We talked about it. Yeah, but like the like, intro was also supposed to be open and available exa- exactly. everywhere. Exactly. You know? this, this is like Apple Music versus Spotify all over again, but for podcasts. Like remember when it was like Drake's latest album is only on Apple Music like for one month and now it's only on yeah. Tidal for some fucking reason. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel, I feel like the thing uh, uh, that's working behind this is like um, this process that we've been seeing like in waves on the internet for bundling Consolid- and debundling yeah. Yeah. Um, content. Yeah. So, well, and they got Joe Rogan, which is a whole other thing. And that gets such a piece of shit. Well, I, I was, was going to say, say, isn't Joe Rogan like an ultimate like Annoying. Are they going to mod him? <laughs> I hope so. He just had someone on the show that said that the like literally the most transphobic shit I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, and so that's the question. Like, will they take a stance? And like, will they moderate their platform? I'm assuming no, but yeah. And it, and this is complicated because I feel like we've talked about this before. But like, I think moderation should exist, but then I also don't think it should because like you you see this happening on on uh, YouTube. Mm. And the people who are targeted most by those things are the people that, for instance, are trying to yeah. make queer content for queer people or sex education content or, you know, things about racism mm. um, where they're trying to educate people. Like, literally, people are um, not saying certain words like vagina that should be said yeah. in a context of, like, a, a, a sex-positive podcast um and it it's like youtube on first glance seems such a like open platform where everyone just can upload a video well that's yeah. just not true yeah or it is true but like um, um they have like for instance um uh, what's it called again they have like a group of people that they are like in the preferred plan or something from oh YouTube. yeah like the creators or whatever yeah that thing yeah, it's like a group of people that um that like get like higher rates on ads, yeah. for instance, and they get like higher in rankings and stuff like that. So they're basically they basically get like a I mean it comes down to having like a verified button, I guess. It's invisible, but um that's kind of what it does. Well um I think so that, that's that's goes beyond your moderation take as well, right? Like you were just saying 
it's mixed about moderation but i think when you have a group of people who are verified in a certain group that you're endorsing like joe rogan is like a hundred million dollars yeah that's different right like that's a known set of people that you can at least have rules for yeah well i mean there there should always be certain rules like, like pewdiepie like they never had a rule around this fucking guy for the longest time okay so for also, also for instance the guy what was it logan paul that went to oh, the suicide forest right, thank God right. Just... so the thing is after that happened youtube was just like oh we um we demonetize this channel right mm-hmm. and when when you hear as like someone that's just on twitter demonetize their channel you're like that seems like he lost all his income right forever on that channel uh, no, it does not mean that. It means he d- he didn't get ads on his channel for three months and then it was back again. Yeah, and he had a website and merch and all that shit. It's just a slap on the wrist. It's not any real uh, effective change. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I you could uh, you could say that this is moderation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but is it really? Right. Yeah. You know? Well, especially like with in Joe Rogan's case on Spotify, they cut him a check for like $100 a hundred million dollars, yeah, a lot of cash. So it's not even like they're going to take away his ad revenue because yeah. they're the ones making the ad revenue on his yeah, channel because they bought it. Yeah. Right. It's not like Gimlet makes m- different money depending on how their ads perform. It's like they got bought by Spotify and yeah, Spotify yeah. makes the ad money. Exactly. And so. I'm assuming. That... I mean. Yeah. 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 I don't know. So. Yeah. I don't know. Do we want to... I think that's like also like a way to solidify... Like the fact that I threw this much money at a podcast (laughs) is basically showing this shit is worth money and this is like this is the the beginning of like the podcast wars where like we're talking about actual money. Right. It's funny how long and drawn out and slow the podcast wars have truly been though. Like it's been the most slow train wreck of all time. Like yeah, we were just talking like a, before this, Apple hired a third person to work on podcasts. Wow. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, like 20 years. It's like a game of chess for the longest time, but it, stuff will start happening Everybody now there's money one involved. A year. <laughs> like... <laughs> but yeah, it's. I just wonder what, what this means for the more niche or smaller podcasts, mm. you know? How, how are they going to, you know? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I. I'm unsure. Unsure. I have about, mixed like, feelings about the Spotify thing. Um, yeah. So many dimensions. I think the point of your smaller podcasters thing, if anything, it feels like it's playing out in the same way that other platforms have, where like big creators come on board and those are the ones that get endorsed and shown in the algorithm all the time, and smaller people don't anymore. And that's yeah, that feels like the phase that we're in <laughs> on this whole thing. Anyway, we're. Um, how much time about? do you have left, Owen? I have, we're going we're gonna to count down the minutes of the remaining podcast today. I have uh, not eight, eight minutes. Okay. So something I think is really interesting, but I don't know that we have to discuss because I want to ask you something else, is Mark Levoy was the head of computational photography at Google. Yes. He did the pixel camera stuff. He did the astro and- photography. I met him. He is an insane genius. And he now works at Adobe. Yes. And I think that's really interesting because they've recently released their Photoshop camera app. And apparently he is, that's his focus area is going to be on a camera app for Adobe, which I'm assuming is one and the same. Which is a um, funnel to subscriptions, I guess is the point. But I, I don't know that. I think that um, if you're to look really objectively at what is the design tool people use on mobile, it's Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like that's where creators and influencers are making things is in the like create screen of an Instagram Mm -hmm. story where things are being designed. And so I think Adobe is playing catch up a little bit and it wants to be like, we'll make an app that everyone uses between taking a picture and posting a picture. Interesting. My, my guess is they want to be that just like they're on desktop. Like, yes, they're not the only tool that does that. And I don't think they ever will be on any platform, but they want to be like the name Interesting. Uh, you want to make something? Photoshop. You know, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's interesting hire for them, and it's for me right now. It's Google. Yeah, for me right now, that's Visco. Mm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Visco, Instagram, uh, Snap. Like, there's all these like places for people to create visual content on their phones. 
that right. none of the traditional players from desktop are. Isn't in. it funny? I had never, yeah. I totally love the analogy that Instagram is the equivalent of like practically a Photoshop on, it really on mobile. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's like a whole design tool inside a fucking photo app <laughs> and that stories thing. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, okay, interesting. I kind of wrote it off as like a funnel into their, the rest of their products, which it may well be right. Like, I can see it pairing really well with Lightroom. It's like the equivalent of Google Photos, and this is the 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 rope that brings them in. And I think, look, Apple allowing changing defaults of mail and like browser is an interesting indicator that the camera and like stuff might follow in the future, depending on antitrust pressure, I suspect. But uh, it would be a good time to make a camera if that was going to be the case. I don't know if it still exists on the on Android, but I know in one of the betas last year they. So right now the default behavior is if you double tap the power button, it opens yeah. the camera, mm-hmm. um, and you could switch what app that was. So for yeah, a while, yeah, you can do that. You can change it to Snapchat. Yeah, for a while I was using Snapchat. It's just like you double tap the yeah. button and you're in the Snapchat. And I think camera, that would so. be a really smart play for Adobe. But um, yeah. anyway, what was the other thing you wanted? To- <laughs> you asked us, and maybe this won't make it in the show, but you asked us about should we do something with live streams with the podcast. Dope. I don't know if you want to talk about it on Let's the show, it. but maybe it's an opportunity because we oftentimes tease we're going to live stream an episode yeah. and then never do it. So um, I don't know. Well, Is there part of that discussion you want to have with our well, audience? I'd, I'd love to actually raise that to people listening. Is are they interested in live streams in the first place? And the reason I brought it up is I was just thinking it would be uh so when i ran the charge subscription service uh there was like private channels that people could join in our discord and like i think small communities are an interesting thing about the internet right now it's like a small glimmer of hope at least for me um and i was like trying to think of ways to do that and live streaming was one of them and i was thinking maybe like i think the reason that it's hard for us to do it is it's just not scheduled so maybe once a month we do that instead of the actual episode it's like a live stream version Mm. that just gets released yeah and if we plan it right then we should it should be able to do because now it's usually like oh yeah it's a super cool plan and then we just well it's hard to book it at like cool yeah and And so i'd love to hear from people on discord if you hear this part of the podcast if you're interested in those um and if you'd be interested in like a more private community type thing that you join i think the idea is cool i mean I like the idea of like releasing a video version as well with the tool we're using. We can basically screen record it and like let people watch, but I'd like to also make it a little bit more two way potentially as well. Like, Hey, that's what top topics should we talk about? You can tune in live, that kind of thing. And so just let us know what you think. And the, I was going to say in Slack and discord. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. And we have a lot of tools that we can use for that. Like discord is obviously a good choice. What night live um, stream this week uh google meet announced or they announced all the new google meet features yeah coming. crazy they're like there's q a there's polling video there's... polling in a doc <laughs> there oh really yeah, no there's google a ton. meet and a google doc that's crazy <laughs> that's genius i've kind of been looking for that in figma yeah oh, i've always wanted to just like open a little cool. chat window it's weird that this is the case like why is video chat software in a window that's not where you're working anyway that's a take for another day but yeah hey there was like a new there is a a new video tool where you could like Mm -hmm. uh, move your little head over the screen when you're presenting Mm -hmm. i I love that one what's it (laughs) called again like get Mm -hmm. meat or something Mm -hmm. oh it's called mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh it's very good it's a good name Uh, although Mm -hmm. i could never figure out how many ms are in mm -hmm, to google it yeah Two M's and H and two M's dot yes. app. I think it was cute because um, it, it is uh, funky. Yeah, I like the idea. I think more of that. It just reminded me of a user-friendly um, like OBS, like the thing that you use for streaming to Twitch. Like, right. It's just that. But it's also, I like that there's room for personality yeah. when, you're, when you're presenting because otherwise you're just a screen, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, on that note, I have to do the most depressing thing this morning, which is take my car in for a service. I hate owning a car, just to reiterate this, and now it needs a service. So that to, sucks. Yeah. Fun. I don't know why. I don't feel bad for you because you <laughs> bought the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Said, during a pandemic, it has been nice to use it. <laughs> but Okay, but still, yeah. cars suck. Yeah, they do. I really hate having a car. Also, by the way, every mechanic is extremely offline. I just want to throw that out there. Like, you, Wait. That, that's that, awesome. 
I uh, kind is, of wish I didn't have to be online. That's true. Except like oh, that none no. of them have websites or anything and you can't even email them. Like you, can, you just have to call. And, like, oh, and that. you're supposed to be a local and know who is the car mechanic. I don't. You know their they name. All look shady. They are your friends. They are probably your uncle. Oh, my Lord. And they're scamming you if you're like their son or anything. It doesn't yeah, matter. They just scam you anyway. So they don't need mechanic, reviews. Friend. They like, they're all the same. Yeah. They're all <laughs> fix your there's an app for that. Wait, hold on. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. There's a great app. It's called Specialist. That's, that's and also it's really for good, people um... like plumbers, mechanics, whatever, so that you could find one, huh. call, like FaceTime with them on your phone in the app, and it the billing is all done in the wow. app. So they're like, "This is my hourly rate. That yeah. I could do like 15 minutes for a phone caller or." $45 for an hour or whatever. And so you can FaceTime them and chat with them. So like if you do have a plumbing problem, but it's not like you don't necessarily need someone to come to your house. That's so funny. You just because need someone to look at it and tell you what you need. I had or, a Dutch, Dutch yeah. plumber who did it all over WhatsApp and I had FaceTime him through it and show him my toilet. It was the strangest, <laughs> the strangest, <laughs> strangest mobile interaction I ever had. He's like, okay, show me the toilet. I'm like, what? I never video called my toilet. Like this is, this is really weird. Oh, I'm sorry. The app got acquired. It's oh, boo. It's called, got bought by an app called Quick Carl. Ugh, yuck. Okay, Quick Carl. I have Connect to run with but home service pros now. I love that. There's a lot of these. There's one for every country. There's one that spams the neighborhood here. Anyway, if you like this, uh, please share it on your social media or send us an email. Hi at chargepodcast.com. We have a website, chargepodcast.com, where you can join the community. There's now a link in the banner. Easy to join. If you couldn't find it before, now it's easy to join. So you have no That's excuse. Good. Give us feedback in the podcast channel. Did I miss anything? Yeah, it was just let us that feedback. We want to know if you would yeah, pay for some exclusive event slash live stream. Sustain this without ads, please. Sweet. Play Jesus. Fortnite with us. Oh, yeah. That, that also needs to happen. I still have never done that. but Well, it's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Bye. We'll see if that happens and <laughs> how good we will be. That will be insane. Um, there will be like twelve-year-olds like whooping our ass. No, it will be great. I'll help you. Don't worry. We got this. All right. On that note. Bye. Okay. Bye. Good luck with your lame car. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so lame. It is really lame. I, I mean, I mean, it does it does give a lot of freedom, and I sure. especially like if you live in Canada, I can definitely understand. But it's still lame. I would like. I would just like be that person that like then has a car and a car mechanic appointment and then look at my life and think, yeah, that's me now. I have that, except when I pay for parking, I just feel like depressed. Like, oh, I just yeah. lost, I'd spent $6 that I could have bought a wine for um, parking my box on a square on the ground. Like, it's <laughs> so depressing to me. <laughs> anyway, um, do you want to stop recording so it uh, oh, backs up? Yeah.